Okay, so welcome to Abnormal Adventures. Uh, my guest today is Alex. Alex is my cousin. I don't know. Do you want me to t say your last name? I could just say Alex. Sure. Yeah. Okay, this is Alex sure. Price. <laughs> He's my cousin. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, so we are going to chat about quite a lot of things. And I don't think me and you have ever talked about a lot of these things because I only recently have gotten into hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've seen you really because of COVID. So we haven't really been able to talk about it. So yeah. um, let's chat about it. So when did you start being into fishing and hunting? Like, I don't even know. Oh, two different, two different questions. I guess I'll touch on fishing first. I've, okay. I've always been interested, you know, as a child, I always loved the outdoors. I always loved being by creeks and, you know, catching snakes and frogs. And um, my dad used to take us on boat rides every weekend. He has a, a really nice cedar strip uh, boat and uh, he would take us out on Hamilton Harbor and you know, it'd be a fun time. Kelly and I, Kelly is yeah. my sister. Uh, yeah. We'd be, we'd be on the boat and ripping around and my dad would be hollering and, and uh, it, it was always a lot of fun. And then I reached, yeah. I think around, eight or nine and I think they gave me a fishing rod just for my birthday because I always like being around water and uh after our boat rides with my dad he would spend about an hour and a half drying the boat with the towel and uh he's he, he's pretty meticulous with his things yeah like you know Carrie he's, yeah. he has it yeah so so while he would while he would be doing that my sister and I would kind of be you know jumping around the boat but then we started bringing worms and yeah and catching fish off the the pier there we'd catch you know, a lot of uh pumpkin seed and bluegill and uh and, and unfortunately round goby but uh you know that's kind of where my interest initially stemmed from and then uh it just grew from there i started learning more about bass and and, and pike and and uh and common carp and started fishing for those and then uh, i i met a friend who was dating our neighbor across the street and uh, they started going to this place up on Lake Nipissing. So when I was 14, I just went begging my parents, come on, let's go yeah, up, let's yeah. go up. Like the, the, the whole family from across the road went and, and uh, so we went up there, I convinced them. And, and, you know, that's really a monumental memory for me because mm -hmm. it's, it's truly where I fell in love with the outdoors. It, I, I, uh, I, I caught my first northern pike. I caught a couple large, largemouth bass, and yeah. and you know just being around the rocks and the trees. I, I, even as a fifteen-year-old, I felt so calm, mm. and and that's really where my passion developed for the outdoors. And and ever since then, it's expanded into this uh, addicting adventure that <laughs> I just it's hard to get out of my mind so, it's true I yeah I, is it correct because I I think that when we used to go up towards East um Osler for uh Thanksgiving did you always go to the salmon run yeah we always yeah my dad okay always that's my head says like, I thought it was you I'm like I can't picture someone else like the family would sometimes all join and mm -hmm. go but I feel like it was you were like we need to go see the fish <laughs> like yeah I was always hardcore I always I love they have a nice fish ladder in Thornberry so you yeah. can really see all the salmon and I remember we all used to go uh like as Scott especially because yeah. he was always the one who would uh jump into the water and come home soaking wet but yeah I think I was always that person um, that just never went I always just stayed back and I was like I don't need to see fish yeah no I, re I remember like Kelly and I would go and uh mm -hmm. I think I think Scott and I can't remember Haley came a couple times, but uh, that's yeah, fun just, though. So mm -hmm. in uh, we'll continue on the fishing. So in high school, did you know? Because your job, you deal with fish, correct? Right? Like I'm not wrong in this. <laughs> yeah. 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 So did in it's, high school? Did you did you go? Hey, like that's what I want to go to school for, or was it just like I, I don't know. No, when I when I was going through high school, I just thought I gotta get a normal job. I gotta I don't know. I just did yeah. I never actually thought about it too deeply other than, you know, I don't want to get a regular job. <laughs> so I so what happened when I graduated high school, I I, I mentioned to my parents I want to take a year off and work full time. So I did that as mm -hmm. a as a 
Zamboni driver and like a the pool God, boy I didn't for the know city. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when I when I took that year off, you know, I was I I was thinking about you know I got to figure out what I what I want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. And and actually, my mom asked a a lady at work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if there was anything in that kind of field. And my mom came home and said, "There's this college called Sir Sanford Fleming." college in Lindsay and, and and they teach about fish and wildlife and I was like wow. really <laughs> you're like I can so go, go on, for this yeah yeah so, <laughs> so we go online and there there's an actual program called fish and wildlife technician and I was like that is literally me yeah so uh yeah so we signed up and, yep. and I went and it was just it was one of the best experiences of my life. Oh yeah. How many years was it? I see these are things that we never talk about at family functions. No. I don't even know. No, the family functions are just regular day-to-day stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to Fleming for three years and then I ended up transferring to Trent University and got my honors in biology. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm just, I just feel like at, at family functions, I think you're just the fun guy. Like half the time it's just like, we do stupid stuff when we're together. It's not like anything serious. So I never knew these things. Um, wow. That's a lot. I didn't know you had all that. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so how long have you been with is it considered the ministry like how long have you been working with them now like 10 years plus yeah sure i yeah i started with the fisher notions canada in 2008 as a student and then i Mm -hmm. got hired on full-time in 2012 so i've been i've been uh working full-time with them for almost nine years or 10 years and i bet it's always it's always changing i know like we won't go into lots of detail of what you're doing but like talk about some of the things that you generally do like or maybe past have done that you can mention tell me what you can tell me about your job yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah sure so when I first started I worked with a program that uh, worked with species at risk fish species at risk in Ontario and it it was really fun we we traveled you know up to uh, as far east as Oberg and, and and all the way down to Windsor and sampled different bodies of water where species at risk fish uh, were were known to be populated or or had a known occurrence mm-hmm. in the past and we would go verify you know if we could or couldn't catch them and from there we could we uh, we uh, would analyze the population and and wow. so I did that for a few years and then I I had an opportunity to join a, an invasive species program so mm-hmm. now what I do is was a technician with them you know doing the similar work but instead of looking for species at risk i'm looking for invasive species mainly uh mainly the asian carps mm-hmm. herp species you know i'm sure everyone's heard about that in the u.s so we are we are kind of like the 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 crews who are trying to prevent them from establishing yep. themselves in, in into canadian water so i've been working with them for six years now and and, and just recently i started a position uh, doing less field work, unfortunately, but uh, creating outreach and public materials. Oh, so okay. Really so cool. yeah. did, did that switch more because of COVID and, and the kids maybe, or was that a just completely fluke that it shifted? You can't, you're looking at me like. <laughs> no, there was no, no, there, it, just an opportunity came up yep. and I applied and I was, I, I, I was uh, lucky enough to get make it yeah. through and took the opportunity, you know, par- partially because, yeah, the kids, I want to be at, I want a more office related job mm-hmm. now so I can be with the kids more. And, and also, you know, I had a lot going on in the last past couple of years. So yeah. I was kind of looking for a way to um, have a bit more work-life balance so I could, uh, I could work on home stuff a bit. So nope. was, that makes uh, sense. It makes sense. Right? Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause I remember mm-hmm. maybe it was like a year ago. There was a picture of you on the invasive species social media page. I was like, wait, that's mm-hmm. my cousin. And then you're like, I think you were holding <laughs> yeah. one of the carps. Right. And I was yeah. really shocked. And I was like, is that what he gets to do? And I was like, geez, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Um, but that's really cool. I, I yeah. like, like I kind of generally knew what you did, but not really. I knew that you had to go out and back and all that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still get to go out fishing in your personal life, even though you do it yeah. all the time for work? Well, not anymore, but 
you know, it's a, it's a really unique paradigm shift because everyone thinks you work, you work with fish every day. That's awesome. Like that's what you love to do. And it is, but when you're, when you're working with fish for work, um, you know, Monday through Friday, kind of, it takes away that passion on the yeah. weekends, you know, on the weekends, it's like, I've been in the sun all week. I've literally touched thousands of fish. Like I got my fix. I just need to relax yeah. and get, get these sunburns taken care of before yeah. the ne- next I, week. I bet it's cause you're a ginger, like no offense. Yeah, you probably don't yeah. tan very well. <laughs> No, you know what? I tried. I used to tell students, you got to train your skin, but you know what? That doesn't work. <laughs> no, no and, and being out in the field like that, people always say, well, just put more sunscreen. It's hard to maintain, I think, sunscreen while you're sweating, while you're moving, while you're wet, while you're not. Like, you can't mm-hmm. really do that. Um, no, Kate used to say, and it, could, it, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's not even about the sun, it's the heat. It's the, you know, you're essentially, you're working in a frying pan in a boat for, for, you know, seven to nine hours a day. It's, you just physically get, get so hot, you know, cause I wear, I wear long sleeves. I wear, Mm -hmm. I wear uh, neck gaiters and Mm -hmm. I have a hood on and like, you can't, I look like a burglar cause you can't see me. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I still, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough. Um, But referring to the, the not like, it's not as passion anymore for mm-hmm. fishing like I, I bet now because you're not as hands-on i bet your passion for going out and fishing will kind of come well not not like it left but kind of come yeah. back a bit more yeah it's come back full storm that that's yeah. kind of what i was saying with the paradigm shift you know that i'm back into you know working in the office and being inside so on the weekends i'm like intense about getting outside you know if <laughs> i have the kids you know we're out catching snakes we're out in the forest we go really? down the local stream and and when I don't have the kids, it's like, okay, let's go fishing or yeah. let's do something okay. hunting related. Mm-hmm. How old are they now? Five, four, five. How five and five? Elliot, Elliot's five and Charlie is two and a half. Two and a half. And they'll touch snakes? Oh. Um, oh. It dep- uh, <laughs> so my daughter is, uh, she's like me. Yeah. She's a bit of an she's a bit of an upper. <laughs> she's she's gonna be a partier. She gets right in there. Yeah. My son is a little more uh, reserved. A bit, yeah. A bit more shy with touching things and like getting right in there. So. Uh, yeah, it's a lot cute. of fun. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing because like again, since I haven't seen you, like you don't physically change that much. Like when we're older, we mm-hmm. kind of say the same. And it's like, I'm trying to picture him, and I was like, oh, he was so tiny the last time because I think I saw. Yeah. Him. The last time I t- I was I went on the trip with your mom and your dad, mm-hmm. and so we, mm-hmm. we got to hear a bunch about your kids, but we didn't see them. And then okay. after that, like it was kind of, I think maybe Christmas, and then COVID hit. So it's like we haven't seen anything, and yeah. kids grow like crazy. Um, that's cool mm-hmm. though. I get that. I've heard that actually a lot from people that have two kids. One of them is a bit more like them, a bit more crazy, and the other one might be more reserved or kind of mm-hmm. normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of cool. What kind of? So you had. It was this weekend, right? Yeah. This weekend you had weekend. your, is it a comp, what do you call it? Competition, a tournament? I had a, a fishing tournament. It's called the Kawartha Lakes Musky Opener Challenge. Okay. So, and so I, the, the, good. I was going to say the first, the, the first time I did it was last year. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a friend who owns a business building lures and I, I you know, that's kind of, I help them here and there. And you know, it works good for me. I can make a, a little bit of extra money and mm-hmm. get to hang out and, and, and the lures that we build, we use and catch fish on. And it's, it's, a, it, it's really cool to like build something and, and then take it out and catch a fish on it. It's like a different, uh, I get it. it's like a different experience. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were competing this weekend or were you working? Or both. We are competing. We are competing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're competing. Yeah. Um, and so before I think this used to be a lot more, I feel like the, the tournaments have changed a little bit through COVID. So was this that like mm-hmm. everyone's out on boats and they just have to track their fish? Or how does that work? I don't know. I've never been in a fishing tournament. Yeah, that's it, that's what's really neat about this tournament is even pre pre-covid it w- it's, it was still an online tournament and what you do is you oh. sign up mm-hmm. yeah and you and you uh you submit your location of where you're fishing because it's it's a Kawartha lakes challenge so they open up uh the all of the Kawartha lakes to fish and mm-hmm. uh 
you're just fishing with one other person on the boat or by yourself or, yep. or you know, there's a, a, a couple families who come out every year. Yep. And, and so it's very, it, this tournament is very uh, COVID friendly in that, in that way. And, and, and what you do is you get, you get an own, your own individual number. And then at, at 12 midnight, it, that's when musky season Things open. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They sent out a unique number that no one else knows. And, and so yeah. every picture of a fish you catch has to have your individual number, mm-hmm. the, the unique number that they sent out. Yep. And then, and then you have to have a registered measuring board yep. uh, so that you can measure the total length of the fish. And then a, a picture of you holding it showing yep. that, okay, this person yep. actually caught it. Yeah. And it's all electronically submitted. And so is it, are they trying to see who catches the most, catches the biggest, catches the, what's, what's the criteria of winning? Or this this tournament is just strictly largest fish and largest not weight or length length largest okay. length because I know yeah. that there are some that do a, a weight of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you how how did you do? Am I allowed to ask that? How did you do in your yeah, tournament? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's like we 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 did very well. We got first and second place. So nice. Yeah. Reigning champions. <laughs> so um, it's just, it, it, it does it count as your one fish? Like if you caught, I don't know the normal size of a muskie to be completely honest. I've never caught one, never seen one. Uh, what's a, like, what's a big size? What's, what's the. For the coarthas, I'd say, you know, average fish would be 34 to 40 inches. I would say would be the average that you would typically yeah. catch on, on any of the lakes in the coarthas. The one that won it for us was 46 and three quarter inches. So uh, wow. uh, well above average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Mm. And so like, so you fished all weekend cause you had said you were finishing at like 10. So was it like, did you start Friday, Saturday, like the, I never know how to say that one. Like the Friday at midnight, the Saturday, the overlap. Midnight, when did you yeah. start? I was like, how, like the midnight, but it's like Friday night and Saturday morning. You know, I hate saying that. Um, well, so did, go ahead. Technically, uh, that's when we can start fishing is 12 a.m. But uh, we we chose to sleep and we got up around seven. We didn't even get out for first light. We were pretty oh tired. yeah. So so we got we ended ended up getting on the water until about seven thirty, and then yeah, fish straight through until ten o'clock at night. It was a really hot weekend for that. Like it was smuggy yesterday for sure. Yeah, I know in my mind, I, last year was the first time I did it with my friend. And last year and this year, I'm driving up there in my mind. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I get to relax. You know, I get the, it's going to be pleasurable. And it's not. It's just we work so hard mm-hmm. to, to uh, you know, we want to try and win. It's a tournament. Yeah. I'm a pretty competitive guy. And yeah. so is my friend. So, <laughs> so um, I like I said, I'm pretty new in the world of hunting and fishing. And mm-hmm. I, I'm the worst. I don't know what to put on my fish. Like I I'll go with people and they tell me what to fish with and I, I can, I can reel one in and all that. But other than that, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. So what are you normally fishing with to get a muskie? I have no clue. We, <laughs> we, we basically just use the lures that, uh, that we make. And, and, uh, his company is called Lebowski lures and it's, 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 a. uh, a really big spinner bait style. Okay. So it has, so it has blades on it that spin and then it has either marabou or deer hair or uh flashaboo, which is like just tinsel on it. Yep. And you can, you can cast them or you can, you control them behind your mm-hmm. boat and, and, and they're fairly really weedless. Um, so they're great for hitting those shallow waters, especially this time of year, those fish are in they're either in the middle of spawning or they're just post-spawn so that yeah. they like to tuck themselves in shallow weed beds where the water temperatures mm-hmm. are, rise a bit more and a lot of the bait fish is in there. So these lures work really great. And, and uh, that's basically what we use for, for that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So were you guys casting or were you trolling this weekend? We or did both? a bit of both. We yeah. did a bit of both. Yeah. But trolling is generally what we like to focus on. You can just cover so much water. And uh, your bait sure. just stays stays in the pocket for for the most amount of time. So that's true. That's how I caught my first mm-hmm. uh, rainbow trout was trolling. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I saw that picture. Yeah. So um, yeah, because me, like, I think it's been maybe almost two years, and I'm not saying it's been in the last year that I've been fishing a lot more. Like uh, last week, I went for bullhead catfish. 
got hopeless. Mm-hmm. The last thing I hooked into was like a 20 pound carp. So I got to fight a carp oh, on, a, nice. on something that wasn't meant to fight a little, like a big yeah. carp, but it worked and it got it in. Um, but I find, I, I enjoy it. I, I agree with you that if I can be outside either near a forest mm-hmm. or near water, I am a happy camper. And mm-hmm. uh, like the fact of just being able to sit near, like I always joke and be like, I wish I could rig up like a hammock and I could just fish out of a hammock. Sometimes it would just yeah, be a perfect like combination. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no, this year, because in Collingwood, I think it was Rainbow Trout that opened in the river mm-hmm. end of April, I believe it was. And yeah, we were all gung ho on going out. We went out and we were ready to go out for midnight. And we got to the spot that we would normally fish and it was packed with people. I'm like, come on, it's COVID, go away. Yeah. But I do find it really fun. I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever be a tournament person. Maybe because I don't normally don't get weekends off. So it's not that easy <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But no, I really enjoy it. So I'll, I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't think I've ever like filleted my own fish. My friends always just do it. <laughs> so yeah. like, and it's funny, like I have this weird um, phobia of like touching a fish. Like I don't really enjoy mm-hmm. touching fish, but if you ask me to gut a deer or gut a turkey, I'm like, fine, touching a fish. Good, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to. And I think it's just because people are so like, who cares? I'll like, I don't like them flopping in my hands. It sounds mm-hmm. really weird. It creeps me out, but I'm like, I'll catch what? them. Yeah, I I think with deer and you know they're a mammal, and I think we can relate to them, and it mm-hmm. it doesn't seem as foreign as like a a, a fish that's so much different that's physiologically true. to yeah. to us. And uh, I, I we have a lot of students who we hire them, and then they realize what we're doing. They're like, we're not touching fish, and I'm like, I would, what do we got hired for? I think we talked about this like <laughs> last week when I had to hold the carp that I had caught because. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend was like, there's no way you are not holding this carp for a photo, even though I look like garbage in the photo. So I just cropped myself out pretty much and used the carp. But I was like, I guess I'll touch it. But I just have this weird thing. I have gloves because I know that I'm not a fan of like really Mm -hmm. touching them. So I was like, have gloves. But like, he's like, how are you? Like, he's like, just touch them. I'm like, I think it's just because I haven't done it that much. Like, I'm fairly new to it. And I think a lot of times, because he's an avid, avid fisherman. Mm-hmm. So like to him, he's like, uh, just grabs it and walks away. I'm like, okay, you're, you're dealing with it. I don't need to. When it's like, I just need to convince myself. Like, I think six months ago was when I first like allowed, not allowed myself. I wouldn't, I would not put a worm on my hook. It grossed me out to no end. So I can now <laughs> put worms on a hook. But, <laughs> and that's how it is. And it's just like, it takes time, right? Even and he thinks it's hilarious so mm-hmm. uh tyler my boyfriend he our i think our second date we went fishing and i haven't like i i can't even say i really went fishing my dad brought us once in a while when we were a kid but i really just sat in a boat i didn't really want to fish so him trying to teach me how to fish i'm the worst person to learn a new thing i never like looking stupid and learning a new thing i'm <laughs> that person so we're trying to catch carp or catfish uh, for this date mm-hmm. and we're sitting there and he's like cast it I'm like oh, I don't know what to do and so finally got <laughs> cast, like I, I like fine and he's like I'm freaking out like I'm being like a 13 year old girl like no I don't want to do that I'm like it's casting a fishing rod what is wrong with you finally catch it and we hooked in like mine hooked into something and I refused to reel it in I was like yeah. I will not I'm like no no you take the fishing rod and he's like just reel it in what's the problem and I was like oh. <laughs> So he likes to joke about it to this day because it's been like almost two years and he's like, what, what's wrong with you? Just reel it in. <laughs> now he's more, because uh, what was it? I think about a month ago, I hooked into a sturgeon and mm-hmm. uh, it jumped a bit out of the water and I, I didn't have like proper line. Obviously we weren't fishing for sturgeon, yeah. not really a point to fish for sturgeon. And, uh, but I, I hooked one and we were trying to get um, rainbow trout. So we just had little hooks in row and so I fought it for like, I don't know, half an hour and it jumped out of the water and he's like, that's a surgeon. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that is. I had to look it up <laughs> afterwards. And he like, he, like he's, he lives in a small town and everyone knows him. And mm-hmm. he talked about it to everyone for weeks. And I was like, I didn't really? even, to me, it's like, I didn't really catch it. 
because yeah. I, I did, it didn't come into the like we didn't net it we didn't like unhook the hook like it spit the hook out after 20 minutes mm-hmm. like, that mm-hmm. doesn't count but he's like supposedly people now at his work come in and goes like oh what is what if your what is your girlfriend caught now like what's the new thing that she's hooked into? yeah like, I thought that, like it's just fluke I don't get it but it is fun it's really I find it's addicting like there is that adrenaline rush while you fish or hunt right like mm-hmm. there is that bit like I remember the like last year was my first time out hunting and yeah. uh sit in the tree stand and I only had an antlered tag last year I didn't get anything but I saw lots of does and then the first time a buck walked out he was at a like too far out of my crossbow behind me here range and yeah. I the second I saw him you're like your heart just goes and I was like I could only like it's crazy I think yeah you start you start shaking and it's like oh my god this is crazy I know (laughs) and that's the thing that supposedly I'm everyone else's good luck for hunting but like every single time I go with my boyfriend he always I'll say it kills something that like Mm -hmm. we go like first time out for like the deer's like deer season last year first sit he gets his tag filled I'm like what what like I didn't see anything what the hell (laughs) and then last week we went out uh turkey hunting and i had been going out regularly through the whole month that we could do turkey hunting and he went out three times and he's like oh i'll guess i'll come up with you this day and then he kills the turkey and i was like i hate you oh my gosh it's just i was like fine at least someone gets something when we're out yeah but you when did okay now we've talked about fishing a lot so when did you get into hunting there's the second part of my earlier question so so i i never thought about hunting i never thought you could hunt stuff until i went to college and all these other people interested in fish and wildlife were there and you know i started getting to know people and and uh, i had a friend uh john ringrose he he uh he's like i go duck hunting and i was like what like that's a thing yeah he's like he's like yeah and I was like can I come he's like well you need a license and I'm like yeah. no not like I just want to I'll come in the canoe I just want to mm-hmm. see what this is all about you know like I, mm-hmm. I love seeing wildlife I love being outside it's it's really relaxing for me so I was like I'll wake up with you I'll paddle you yeah. up there and yeah yeah you can you can do whatever so yeah I did that a couple times and, and just sat in the canoe and watched him and my, our other friend Matt shoot a couple ducks and I was like this is really interesting this is like super cool and it's a way of of um getting organic food in mm-hmm. your freezer and I was I was always the type of person who wants to look deeper into a lot of things and mm-hmm. something my parents complain about all the time but you know I would eat I would eat meat and I'd be like this comes from an animal and I'm like I want to experience seeing that animal and then eating that animal mm-hmm. I think it's I think uh, um, the po- our population as a whole has lost touch with, you know, meat at a grocery store. It's not just meat at a grocery store. Like that was a living yep. animal. And I'm all about feeling those connections. And, and it was really neat, you know, watching ducks fly around and then you, you, you know, you shoot one and then you eat it. It was just a really, yeah. really deep, meaningful feeling I got out of it. So I, that I, within two months got my license mm-hmm. and then I was like, Hey, next next year when it's open i'm going with you guys and you know i i I bought my my first gun was a 12 gauge pump shotgun Mm -hmm. and my friends are like okay you can't just go out and shoot ducks you have to like learn how to shoot a gun first and i was like okay i was thinking that i was thinking that i'm like whatever let's let's do it and yeah it turns out you gotta practice before you go where you go oh for sure yeah so we did we were doing clay pigeons in the field and i'm missing everyone and i'm like i don't even know what's going on here and, and they ended up showing me the two beads and they're like you gotta line those up you know and in front of the clay pigeon i was like yeah. oh okay so, so i don't know so i started hitting like every third one i was like okay this makes sense now i make a connection and, and we ended up going out and I don't think I shot a duck for the first, you know, maybe half a dozen times we went out, but just to be able to um, have the full experience and not just kind of be an observer, mm-hmm. it really changed my mindset on on uh, what I eat and the yep. environment, and, and it gave me such a deeper appreciation. It's true for the things that we have in our life, and it, and. Uh, it made me feel more peaceful in a way like uh, it's not even about killing the animals mm-hmm. 
just feeling more connected to to the natural world is my soul needs it and I'm really happy I went to that college and was able to gain that experience of hunting because it's changed my life and that's the thing that Mm -hmm. like I've never been against hunting I Mm -hmm. I was always that person that I was like like I know that a lot of times they they limit what you can kill and it's to keep the population in check so things don't overpopulate and then make other things Mm -hmm. go crazy and I just never knew if I'd be able to actually do it myself but Mm -hmm. I've always thought it was I found lately you like I post about stuff so sometimes you'll get comments about people being like really like why are you doing that or why why don't you just buy it and I'm like they you do know that if you buy it from the store they still have to kill it right yeah and we don't know how they're being treated they're normally being fed stuff that they shouldn't be being fed and it's like mm. we're not going out and i think some people see it in the media or other countries that people do mm-hmm. go out and they just kill kind of senselessly it's the trophy and don't get me wrong a mm-hmm. lot of hunters keep a trophy but they eat as much as they mm-hmm. can of that animal right like mm-hmm. uh tyler had said oh if you get a turkey this year i'm gonna make you a turkey mount i'm like ew i think i hate turkey mounts i think they're the ugliest thing ever <laughs> i don't want a turkey mount i was like if i shoot a turkey with a shotgun this year i will keep the shell that i shot but I, if i shoot with my mm-hmm. bow i'm just nothing and he's like really you don't want the tail at all i'm like no that's not yeah my host does not need that i'm like sure if i had if i got a buck in the fall a nice european mount fine mm-hmm. yeah but honestly like i i enjoy it right like i like i said like i've gone out for every single thing that i can so far uh mm-hmm. and i haven't had any luck but i'm out there and i'm like think i'm doing things well because things come near me just not yeah. near enough for a crossbow so um but i enjoy it like i i find it's it's just very different i don't know I always thought that I wouldn't be able to gut a deer, like field dress, because I'm mm-hmm. very squeamish and it's very different. Like I've been there for multiple people field dressing their own. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is this is fine. Why can't I handle this? But I can't yeah. handle my own blood. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But it's a different it's a different feeling. So you do a lot of duck. Well, I'll say birds in general, because I feel yeah, like birds. you go so um have you gone for most things like duck what else what else have i seen you like a pheasant i'm trying to picture your pictures in my head of like what you yeah, normally so, hunt. <laughs> so what i what i hunt for mostly is upland game birds so pheasant chucker mm-hmm. on game on game preserves at, and uh i've also recently gone to rough grouse hunting and and the reason i've done that is because i rescued a dog uh six years ago and he's a Brittany Spaniel and he, he was trained for hunting. And I actually got him off a, off a hunter who uh, was going through some things in his life. And uh, the grapevine said he was going to shoot the dog. And I got wind of that. I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. you're not doing that. So yeah. I drove nine hours up to oh, Timmins really? to pick this dog up. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he was the, the most friendly and affectionate dog. And I, I actually got pretty emotional because I was like, how, first of all, how, I know we're talking about killing animals, but I don't like, I don't, it's different when it's, mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be your pet and, yep. and, and, you know, you're supposed to love them and to say that you yep. would just shoot it. I just, because you have some stress going on in your life. I was like, no, no. Yeah. So, and I always wanted a dog and this is a perfect excuse. It's yeah. free. I, I'm going up that way anyways to go hunting for deer actually. So yep. Uh, I was going to Dryden to meet one of my friends. And, and so on the way, I picked this dog up and I showed my friends, he goes, what's that? I was like, oh, I just picked up a dog on the way, like rescued it. And, and so anyways, I, I, I really got into the upland game birds because of, because of my dog, Alaska. And, you know, it's gone to the point where I don't even care about shooting the birds. I I would rather just go out and other people enjoy the hunting aspect. And I, I really enjoy watching him hunt the birds. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, like, it's like, really He'll cool. generally like either startle them out or retrieve them. Yeah, he, right? yep. so he, he points them. So he, he, he smells them and then he stops. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then I go up and spook them and then he'll go out and uh, try and get them. But he's not very good at retrieving. No. But, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's what I hunt for mostly is pheasant. Yeah. But yeah, I really love turkey hunting. You know, the, yeah. There's nothing like 
calling for turkeys and a turkey gobbling behind you or yeah you, you know kind of out of sight it, it it startles you because it's so loud mm-hmm. but it gets your adrenaline going and uh, yeah the couple I, love it. I, I did a lot of afternoon sits this uh turkey season because i was like i'm not getting up at four in the morning every single day to do this i can't <laughs> yeah. do it even though i'm not working because of covid like it's different but it's still like yeah. I, I can't but uh, the first morning i dragged my butt out and did it and i was sitting there like falling asleep in the tree stand that i was sitting in and i was like why am I out here? And then all of a sudden the gobble goes and I was like, <gasps> you just get so excited. It's so different. Um, do you think when your kids are old enough, are you glitching? Am I glitching? Can you hear me? Alex, are you there? You, you, you were glitching a bit. Oh, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I was no, like, you're good oh. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think when your when your kids are old enough, which your kids are old enough now to fish, tet fish, uh, mm-hmm. the kid yeah. version of fish kids kids don't fish as you know what I mean but do you think yeah, yeah, yeah. would like I don't see you as a person that would force them into anything but would you encourage them if they start to ask questions about hunting and fishing yeah of course uh, yeah. I mean my boy two years ago I shot a turkey and brought him home and the boy was scared but that's all uh, that's pretty much all he talks about now I was like oh I'm really? gonna shoot turkey I want to go shoot a dinner with you. And I was like, okay, well, there's seasons. Like, we can't mm-hmm. do that right now. And I was yeah. like, once you're a bit older, you can come sit with me. And if you yeah. like it, you can try it. And, yeah. you know, I'm very, I'm very open to letting my kids have yeah. experiences that they want. I'm, uh, I'm don't see myself being the type of parent that would ever um, shadow anything. You know, mm-hmm. if they want to do something, I think, you know, you only live once. And you and you should do it as long as it's safe and as long as it doesn't negatively impact them or or anyone else. I mean, go for it. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler has a son and he's turning five this summer, and I have never seen a kid mm-hmm. so interested. And I'm not in a creepy way. This kid's not going to be a serial killer. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like he is so like every yeah. time that there's a deer hanging in the garage, he's like, "Daddy, I want to eat it." And he like pretends to try to bite it. And then a couple weeks ago, uh, Tyler had had a fish on the counter that he either just filleted or I think he was about to fillet it because it was still whole. Um, And his kid Mm -hmm. reaches over and like drags his hand down the slime and then licks his hand. And Tyler's like, ew. And he's like, daddy, I want (laughs) to eat it. And he's like, yeah, that's great, but don't lick the fish. That's gross. (laughs) Like a raw fish sitting on the counter. But. I think it's great. I didn't think kids, it's probably because like my household wasn't and yours kind of wasn't either when you were that young. So I, it, it mm-hmm. seems weird because you're like, I I don't know if I would have been that kid that would have been like, cool, dead animal or like mm-hmm. new dead animal because we just never were exposed to it. Like, yeah, but yeah, I, I think you know, me being in the conservation environmentalist field, I think it's really important to connect your children with, with nature. I mean, it, it shows now that even doctors, when you, when you have people dealing with anxiety and depression, they, they prescribe nature walks. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show how important it is to be around that kind of stuff and not desensitize yourself to, you know, um, you're, you're not eating ground beef you're eating a cow yeah. and I think it's so important to, to recreate those connections in our culture because yeah, you, you know, you don't want to desensitize yourself enough where you, where you don't even appreciate mm-hmm. what's coming from the grocery store. It's so true. So, so I'm, I'm a huge proponent of taking the kids outside and going, going after snakes or frogs. And, and, you know, it's, 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 it's fun and games, but there's a much deeper, feeling and value when doing that with your children it, I, yeah. I don't know I just and it, it it makes me feel like a kid again because I used used to do it so yeah. it's it's true I I do find getting to see things oh am I are we glitching are you there okay um Alex we're frozen <laughs> hello are you there I can hear you you can hear me Okay, then I can keep talking. If you can still hear me, I'll keep talking. Um, it's really nice getting to see the world through kids' eyes, I find. It feels weird because I feel like you're not there. 
Hello. Are you there? Oh, oh there you I are. I was like, hello. Sorry. But <laughs> um, yeah, because like you and our family, I'll say on my mom's side of the family are like the only one. Hey, Derek, are you back? Hello. Oh, you're blinking. Did you hear there anything? Did you hear anything? No. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> what I was saying was on, on like my mom's side, which is you're, you're mm -hmm. on that side of the family, you're the only one that has kids. Like a mm -hmm. lot of us are, we're not old, but we're older. And it's, it was new to me getting to see stuff through Tyler's son's eyes. Like we went, brought him out on the boat the other day, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. And it was just amazing mm -hmm. seeing like a kid's reaction to just going on a little tin boat. And it yeah. makes the, I find, I don't know if everyone agrees with this, but you probably will. It's like getting to see their excitement and like their reactions to stuff is like, it makes it such a better experience. I find, cause you get to see what they're doing, like the freak outs of it or like what they fixate on and stuff like that. I find mm. it really cool. Um, yeah, especially especially with having like a two a, a five year old or like a kid around that age and even younger. This since COVID happened, there, you know, as an adult and as a, even a, even as older children, like there's been a lot of negative impacts on on everything. And and but to have a kid like that around who doesn't see all of those impacts and is just enjoying the moment. Yeah, it it it, it really has helped me. Uh, gain a, a different perspective out of life. It's like, you know, all these things are happening around the world and it's very impactful to some degree, but to be able to, to watch, you know, my, my son and daughter play mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, have you know, quote unquote, no worries yeah. in the world, it kind of makes me think, you know what, I, I'm going to start taking that approach to life and just yeah. try, really try and just enjoy and appreciate True. what we're able to do yeah it's so true i had someone on a couple of weeks ago and she said something that stuck with me and she goes i don't know why like at a certain age people stop playing and i mean like how kids go out and just play and enjoy like we just stop and it's like at eight ten ish maybe eh, maybe even mm -hmm. younger teens that we just stop playing it's like why do we and i'm not saying you have to act exactly like a child but the fact that you don't go out and have fun on a hot day say in a sprinkler like who cares like, yeah. put it on. I don't care if you're 35, 55, 105. Run through that sprinkler, right? Like, have yeah. fun. Um, but how do you find, because for you, you are a single dad. How has, yeah. how has this been through COVID in general for you? Like, I know that it, you're saying it's still joyful, but, like, is it a lot harder to do things? Like, kids grow out of stuff in seconds, and non-essentials, mm -hmm. like, like, they don't cl classify kids' clothes as essentials. You know what? It's it's almost become easier with COVID because when COVID happened, my work shut down. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I started working from home. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, I was going through separation yep. at that at, a little bit before then as well, and and trying to deal with that. And uh, I actually found that I became a better father with nice. all of these with all of these things happening in my life, mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I was felt so chaotic and I felt um, confused, but I, st I started to notice I was paying a lot more attention to them and really focusing my attention on them. And, and I think it's really turned into a really positive thing for mine and theirs relationships. So it's I, as much as COVID's affected me in other ways, which maybe aren't, aren't so positive yeah. and, 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 you know, it's, I, I get anxiety from that kind of stuff. Uh, it's really helped me, I think, become a better dad and being more attentive and mm -hmm. and uh, really preparing myself for the future instead of living my day to day, you know, party ways. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's been a true it's been a true evolution for me. I think that's pretty cool. Um, is, yeah. is Elliot, cause if you, if he's high, is he in junior or senior kindergarten? Junior, junior. So is he doing school? Like, what is he doing this year? Or is he doing like the at home? Well, kids are all at home, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people didn't put them in. They've been doing like their own thing. I don't actually know what mm -hmm. you're doing with Elliot. 
he w- he was in class January until the end of February, I think, of this year, and then mm-hmm. went to online. And they do like one three one hour session three times a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's pretty good with it. He likes yeah. he really likes the interaction. He's he's really keen on learning new things and sharing different toys that he gets or new cars or uh, pictures that he's drawn with his class. So he's yep. very interactive in that way. Um, but uh, I don't think he knows any other way. So it's, it's, it's true. Yeah. So he did. So he, I don't think it's really. But what about him. your side? Like, was it interesting trying to get him on to online classes? Because. I feel like trying to get a, a kid of that age to sit there like this mm-hmm. probably is challenging. It was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was very difficult, but I, I moved back to my parents' house in December just to kind of reestablish my yep. foundations. And uh, they've been, they've been really crucial in, in helping mm-hmm. me uh, with getting Elliot in class and keeping Charlie occupied so I can yep. try and get, try and get some work done because, it's true. you know, working from home uh, when I lived in Guelph by myself and I had the kids, it was virtually impossible. I, 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 I was basically watching them all day and then yep. working all night to catch up. So it's, it's been a nice transition it's uh, true. To, come here, to come here and have them offer up their, their, uh, time to, to, really take care of them yeah so it's been I bet I bet your mom is loving it though because the whole trip uh, like well it's almost been two years now since we went mm-hmm. on the trip but that's all she I see we talked about was your kids she's like screw you guys like, you yeah. guys are out the window now the grandkids are here I don't care anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no, they've they've just thrown themselves right in the mix it's which is it's, awesome it's really great watching the kids and my parents' relationship develop. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to, for them to have a close relationship with uh, their grandparents, like I did with with our grandparents. Yep. So it's it's it, it's really important for me that they have that. So it's 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 really great. As much as my mom, you know, every night she's like, ah, I'm so exhausted. I I, I gotta go to bed. I know she just wouldn't she loves it so yeah. much she and she and loves them so much and it's a, it's a really beautiful thing to see it's true and it's like mm-hmm. your parents are both retired so it's like yeah. it's covid what else are you doing you're loving getting to hang out with your kids and you're getting a sound sleep out of it because you're exhausted from the day that's fine <laughs> like, that's yeah. right like, otherwise what are they gonna do sit outside I, your mama did you i don't even think your mom drank any alcohol the whole time on the trip so i don't even did, like it's not even like she would sit near the pool did you guys still have a pool did you ever have a yeah. pool you have a pool yeah. right yeah, yeah. okay i was like yeah. wait i'm trying to picture your house i haven't been there in a long time yeah. um but that's really cool i'm glad because yeah. like um but i heard i don't know if this is true or not and maybe kelly will kill me but is kelly home too <laughs> uh yeah kelly's yeah, home okay. too. yeah the whole the whole yeah. fans in the house yeah uh, well, uh, why not right like this is the time it, it makes more sense mm-hmm. because if you guys didn't it makes it really challenging because in covid we weren't supposed to see people outside of our own household mm-hmm. so it's like what are we supposed to do like luckily here with the duplex with my mom like we are always under the same household kate lived here mm-hmm. until recently so like pretty much all of our immediate was here other than sean who is really far away but yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was really nice to actually be able to be like you're having a bad day you're like family's there right family is actually there mm-hmm. i don't have to worry about if i'm gonna get in trouble by someone saying like what are you doing out of your house it's like well this is my house and my family is here so mm-hmm. it'll be good but yeah and it's it's uh you know as much as you know there's kind of no boundaries anymore versus when i lived alone i could kind of do whatever whenever yeah. yep. it, it, you know it's really helped me uh move forward with with everything that that has happened, mm-hmm. you know, in the past couple of years, it was really nice to kind of come home and and have some of those day to day pressures been taken off, and it really helped me progress mentally into like the the calm, easygoing person mm-hmm. that I was. Yeah. But, but before I had all the all these, you know, the um, the separation from my kid's mother, and and uh, you know, I had some debt issues and stuff. So it's been really nice to be at home and and as annoying it as it can be sometimes you know in the moments with people you know i really do appreciate 
them being there to kind of talk to and bounce things mm-hmm. off of and, 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 uh, work together, especially with COVID, you know, yeah. I, I, family is so important to me and it's nice that we're, that, you know, we're able to, to see each other and, and hug each other if we want. And, yep. Yeah, you know, I wish we could, I wish we could do it with the whole family because like that I look forward to that every year. Our Christmas I know. And Easter, I really, I really love seeing everyone. It, it sucks that. Uh, well, we're slowly whole, but... moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. right? As of mm-hmm. Friday, we can gather outside with ten people. <laughs> so yeah, I know <laughs> when uh, every couple of weeks uh, with my dad's side, we have a little Zoom conversation, not for the podcast, just for talking mm-hmm. and we'll have a, a zoom one with the grandparents and scattered bits of the family and and sean's been saying because sean's been like fully vaccinated for over a month now because he's in the state so it, it gets done yeah. so much faster and mm-hmm. we're, we're so hopeful because he keeps saying oh like i think if things in ontario keep progressing well he's like i think i'll be able to come home at some point this year and actually get to see family and we're all like yes we just yes. want to see Sean. Sean. <laughs> and a lot happened for him. He bought a house in the process of like COVID. I'm like, how did like that would seem stressful enough? And it was yeah. like, I think it got approved like right around Christmas. Like Boxing Day was like, you got a house. I'm like, that's a, okay. So <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping by Thanksgiving, if if things go well for Ontario, that we should be mm-hmm. able to actually have a maybe an outside family gathering and yeah, it I'm, might not be the warmest, but whatever, like we'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure at this point, every, most people in Ontario will be like, I'll take it. Like yeah. if you're telling me that I can have all of my family outside in someone's yard. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. True. So, um, anything you want to add? We're, we're almost at our mark here and I just didn't know if you had anything else to add in there. No, just thank, no. thank you for having me on. It's awesome yes, to talk to you and see your great. face. And... I know. It's been so long. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, one thing I will ask you, repeat your friend's um, lure website because I'll put that in the handle because like, let's, I don't know how much business he'll get, but he might get some business from this. Yeah, let's do it. it so uh, his business is called Lebowski Lures and the, he's on Facebook and Instagram and okay. uh, he, he has a YouTube channel and we're we're working yeah. on some cool we're working on some cool projects this summer to, oh, to throw cool. on there so yeah so well again thank you for coming on i think at some point i feel like now that i'm into fishing i think it would be fun for us to go fishing whenever covid yeah. subsides i would i like again i'm not the most knowledgeable person but i know how to reel one in without snapping the line it's fine <laughs> it works yeah, it is just about hanging out and having it's a good true. time and catch fish. It's just a bonus. So it's very, very yeah, true. Let's do it. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you so much, and I'll let you enjoy your night now. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>